0: What was the moment that I realized that I could be great at sales? Well, let me take you back almost 20 years ago. Um, I was 18 years old. I was living in the south of Germany, Greek background. I'm this like super young kid, lots of gel in my head. I have two earrings. And I had you know, studied the financial markets and stock trading for a couple of years at Red you know, lots and lots of books and I made some investments and I made some money and thought that I could be really great at advising people on their investments. Now my assumption at that point when I went into business for myself was that um, I would probably be advising immigrant families on how to invest their money better because I thought that they were an underserved market and really didn't understand money well, but very quickly, one of the first appointments that I got through a recommendation was to um, a German family, and the south of Germany is incredibly conservative. And so I, I never really thought that you know Germans would want some kind of a young Greek kid with no credentials to be advising them. But I thought, what the hell, and I, I started driving to that appointment. And this, <laughs> this is back in the day where. You really couldn't like stop people on social media. Social media didn't exist. You couldn't really figure out pe- about anything about people online. You couldn't really get like um, Google Maps to get directions somewhere. You had to like, write out their address and find it on the map and, and try to make it there. And back then, all my money was in investments. I came from very, very humble kind of upbringing, and I was still driving the very first car I'd ever bought, which was a Volkswagen Golf car that I bought for 300 euros, right? Just let that sink sink in. A 300 euro car, 300 buck car, with a, a rainbow steering wheel that looked like a piece of shit, which is exactly what it was. And I remember arriving at that address and looking around and realizing that this was a farm and I remember parking a bit further away from the farm because I didn't want them to see what kind of a car I was driving. I remember looking in the rear view mirror and saying to myself, this is gonna suck. This isn't gonna go well. Like in my mind, I imagined this hyper conservative, older German family that would open their door and then see this gelled up two earrings, 18-year-old child, and they would laugh at me and they would um, tell me to F off and they wouldn't want to hear any of my ideas about investments and money management. But for whatever reason, I took a deep breath and I was like, well, this is going to suck. But it was the type of surrendered, like, I'm going to go through this, but I just know this, is, this isn't going to go well. And I remember knocking at that door and them opening up. And at first, they were a little surprised and taking a bet at who was at their doorstep. And they welcomed me in. And I remember walking around their house and there are a lot of pictures from um, uh, horses because they had a horse farm. And I started having a conversation with them about horses, which is something I knew nothing about, and farming, which is another thing I had no clue about and remember us just getting in into this super interesting conversation about their life about what life is like when you live on a farm and you operate a farm about animals especially horses and i was just genuinely curious and was asking them questions and they were very honestly passionate about all of that so they were just sharing sharing more and more about their life with me eventually they offered me some coffee we had coffee and we, we continued to talk. And I don't remember the details anymore. As I said, it's been 20 years. But we had a really kind of deep, instant connection and conversation. And and then they they proceeded to invite me to dinner. And so I stayed for dinner. And I just got to know them. Um, and they were super nice people. And they didn't judge me. And at the end of, the, of dinner... Um, the 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 husband and wife looked at me and they said you know what we trust you why don't you just take all our financial documents with a, a couple of um folders with kind of all our insurances our stock investments everything that we have why don't you take that with you and you study it and you come back and tell us what you think we should do and i was like sure so they handed me all their financial paperwork. I mean, it's, ins- it's insane when I think about it today. Just all their stuff, I had like, you know, I don't know, um, a tower of documentation. And I walked out of that farm and I was just like carrying it all, you know, secretly hoping they wouldn't watch me to my car. And I threw it all in the, in the trunk. And I sat back into my car and I remember looking at the same view mirror. and And, you know, with some swagger and some confidence, maybe being a little cocky as well, I remember looking at it and going, I got this. I can do this shit. And that was the moment where I thought, I can be good at this shit. People fucking like me and people trust me. I can do this. I can be successful at this. And thinking about this 20 years later, the truth is, that that was true, that happened to be true. I was naturally good at selling and sales and people always trusted me. And that was an incredible tool and foundation on which I built first my sales career and then my entrepreneurial career. And today I'm very, very grateful for that. And I ended up, by the way, exclusively having you know, 50 years old and older clientele, almost exclusively kind of German upper middle class families as my clients, the the types of clients that I would have never believed I could have and that would want to trust me with their financials and with their investments, but they did and I succeeded and with a lot of luck, fortunately, in hindsight, back then, I thought I knew everything about stock investments. In hindsight, I know I was just very lucky. But most of my clients did fairly well with the investments that I presented to them. But the lesson that I learned, that moment of clarity that I had of thinking, I can be great at this. People trust me. And this is something I, I, I just didn't know before. It was not intuitive to me. I, I had to discover that in that first client meeting, that was a very empowering emotion that really propelled me forward and I'm really grateful for that. Now, one thing looking back that's interesting is that it is true that people always gave me trust upfront, but it is not true that I earned their trust or that I deserved it in many cases. Now, the, the if I think back why people trusted me, I can only I can only assume it was that they could sense that I was honest and they could sense that I cared, and they could sense that I that I was authentic, and truthful, but also they could probably sense that he was somebody incredibly ambitious that has the heart of the right side so probably this person is going to go far and we might want to work with this person. This person seems like a winner. This person seems like somebody that's going to attract success, driven, ambitious, but also a good human being. I don't know if that's really true. I don't know what they were thinking. It's comical to me when I think about me driving up with a 300 euro car, way too much gel in my heart and earrings and like a cheap suit and having people trust me that had hundreds of thousands in stock portfolios and investments and in assets, it's, it's comic. I, I don't know why they connected with me and they trusted me, but they did and, I, and my assumption is that it was that they were sensing that. And that was true. I did have the heart at the right side. I didn't want to take advantage of people. I didn't want to lie to them. I wanted them to succeed. I wanted to create value. I wanted to do big things by helping people, not by taking advantage of them. So in that sense, the trust they would give me, was the intuition they had was right. But I didn't always earn or deserve that trust because I didn't have the discipline at that time of my life to always keep my word, to be a man of my word, and to follow through and follow up with all my commitments. Oftentimes, I would just be a mess. I would, I would literally, that became my mojo. Is I would always just take all the financial paperwork from people, from their homes. I mean, it's insane. If I lost it or if I never came back, what would I have done? But people would always give me all of that. I would analyze it, come back, give them advice of the, what they should do. And then oftentimes, because I was too lazy and I hated paperwork, I hated everything that was administrative, I hated detailed work, I would just have people sign blank contracts, like I would tell them what it is, what you know, fund I wanted them to invest in, what investments I wanted them to make, and then I would have them just sign the contracts without filling out all the details. And I would tell them I'll fill the details out later in the office. And they would just sign it blank. I mean, again, that's insane. It's not smart. It's not the right thing to do. And. It was a little bit of an ego boost as well, I would, you know, knowing that I had that power, that I could make people trust me so much, they would just give me that blank signature, and trust that I will fill in all the correct information. I love that, and it played into my laziness of not wanting to sit there and fill out everything in detail. I was like, ah, I'm gonna do that later. Now, often that later was a mess. Like, instead of like getting the paperwork done That very day or the very next day, sometimes I would get it done a week later, two weeks later. Sometimes I would forget some crucial information. Um, I was a mess in many ways. Like I would make appointments and reschedule them multiple times just because I didn't feel like going to work or dealing with a certain client at a certain day. I would make little mistakes with contracts and these contracts would come back and I would have to go through the shame exercise of, going back to the client, have them sign again a contract because the original one had some mistake or something. Like I was a mess at the back end and I didn't earn the trust because I didn't have the discipline to always keep my word when I told people, I'm going to fill this all out tomorrow and we're going to be done with this, I didn't. Sometimes it would take me a week, sometimes two weeks. Uh, when I told them, I would call them at a certain time or I'd show up for a follow-up appointment. Sometimes I wouldn't. I would just cancel the very last minute before. So I was an asshole. And, and again, not because I had bad intentions, just because I wasn't the master of my own emotions. And I would always let my mood dictate what I would do and wouldn't do. And I just never wanted to do the detailed work. I never wanted to do the follow-up work. I loved connecting with a client and getting to know them. I loved pitching them the big idea. I loved feeling their trust. I loved closing the deal. But I hated everything that came afterwards, which was taking care of keeping my word, taking care of the details, working on time, uh, being on time, and delivering the work without mistakes. And... It took me a long time to correct that and to improve on that and I think that that's not that unusual. If you think about something you have always been good at, if you're in sales, ask yourself when was the moment you realized I could be great at this, I could be good at this, I could really make a career, I could make a fortune, I can do this. Think about what made you think that, what was your superpower, the thing, your talent, the thing that came naturally to you. Whatever comes natural to us often is the thing the very thing we undervalue. It's the thing that we're like, "Well, I already know how to do this." And so we don't put in the work oftentimes. And that's how our strengths become our weaknesses. That's how our talents are our blind spots, are the areas we underinvest, we underprepare, and we under nurture over the long term, because we are lazy around these things, because we are complacent, and because we are arrogant and we think, well, I'm already good at this, why should I spend lots and lots of time getting even better? This thing kind of works, let me focus on the things that don't. Ask yourself if there's an area in your life right now where you have a particular strength, a particular talent that actually is also a weakness of yours or brings a dark side out of you. Think about that deeply. I didn't. I wish I had, but I didn't. I think for about almost 10 years, I was up and down and completely inconsistent throughout my entire sales and entrepreneurial career. I'd had these brilliant moments, these terrible moments, brilliant moments, terrible moments, but I was never consistent. And I always lacked the discipline. I didn't lack the ambition. I didn't work the, lack the work ethic. I always worked my ass off. I always worked really hard and I always was very ambitious and I always had good intentions in mind, but I always allowed my moods, my emotions, my states to control my actions. And when I had days where I just felt depressed or down or blue, I just didn't do anything. And when I had to confront myself with detailed work that I didn't have the patience for or the focus or the energy or I just didn't flat out enjoy, I always... You know, avoided that work and pushed it back and forgot about it and, and rushed through it and did it poorly and always created issues afterwards for myself, my customers, and my employees. And it took me a long time to mature and realize that I needed to become the master of my emotions and I needed to master discipline and become the type of person that always keeps his commitments to himself and to others, no matter how he feels. And I've talked about this many times in other areas in my life. So the moment I realized I would be great at sales was the moment I realized that people inherently trusted me, that that was an incredible gift I had, something I didn't have to work for, something that was always just there for me, that empowered me and allowed me to connect with clients and to drive revenue and to close deals and to make people want to join me and work for me and create ventures and do all these amazing things, but the same talent that allowed me to be good at sales, which meant people trusting me, was the thing that was my biggest weakness, which was that I couldn't trust myself because I didn't have the discipline and the willpower to keep my commitments big and small to myself and to others. I hope I learned that lesson earlier, but I learned it when I when I did. So I'm curious to hear, when did you realize that maybe sales is something I could be good at? Maybe this is something I could be great at even. What, what was that moment? Send me an email, at gmail.com I want to hear about it. I want you to share that with me. And then if you listen to my little ramble about trust and how that strength was also a weakness of mine and how I undervalued that trust that people were giving me and I didn't always keep my word and it didn't create a great reputation early on in life. If that triggered something in you, an area in your life, a talent that you have that has a dark side, a shadow side to it, and you feel like sharing it, I want to hear about it. I want to talk to you about it. Let's help each other to get better by sharing not just our light but also our darkness and shadow and try to improve in it.